Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? Bien. A little tired, but I'm good. Yeah. You made me, you made me get up at 7 a.m. <laughs> You've been working a lot lately. I have been. It's good. I'm happy. Yeah. Excellent. I'm glad Go to here. Brujeria 101, buy your tarot, buy your natal charts. <laughs> yes. And that new system's working then? It, it is. Oh, I got the sweetest comment this morning. Uh, earlier this morning, by the way, I, I did a natal chart read. This could go like brujang. And the girl listens to the podcast and she's like, oh, it was like listening to the astrological forecast. But for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. It's that really dialed sweet. in. That was nice. Yeah. Right. What have you been doing, Bruhain? Tell me. Uh, Bruhain, I've been, I've definitely um, been working a lot more. Uh, people have been contacting me. I've been doing a couple house cleanses, which has been really cool to kind of incorporate their beliefs in my systems and get the house feeling a lot better so they can like step forward, you know, in their lives with a little more luck and a little nice. bit more clarity. Yeah. It's been cool. It's like what exactly <laughs> getting, getting <laughs> shit out of there yes wait we're, we're clean <laughs> that's awesome that's really cool yeah. um i i was actually working um something else last week but i got to see the whole astrology play out like and i was like this is like why kings used to have like astrologists on board like last week was the eclipse and i was working for a company some on something else and it was just all like um the eclipse, like major lay, like major changes, not layoffs, but it was like the equivalent of heads rolling, right? Right. On eclipse day. And then the next day was like the new moon. And it was like the equivalent of like training and like, this is how the new systems are going to go. Boom, 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 boom. Just like new pushing forward the, the new way. And then the next day, like Mercury retrograde. So like reviewing and like going back over oh old things. It was just like, it was awesome for me as an outsider because <laughs> obviously you know I, I wasn't in the mix of it and just like seeing the whole astrology play out I, I for me it was like awesome I loved it that's crazy I know it was like I can't I, like give more details but it was fantastic I was like oh that's you know heads rolling and I'm like oh that's the eclipse <laughs> you could have predicted the whole thing yeah, I was like, I knew it was, oh, that's Eclipse. Oh, that's the new moon. Ooh, that's the Pluto square. Ooh. <laughs> like, I was like, ooh, ouch. Ooh. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Okay. All so right. what are we doing today? So with, I know we spoke a little bit about the will of the year. Mm -hmm. Um. So we had talked a little bit about Beltane, which led us into fairies. So we're going to talk a little bit about fairies, just kind of like some folklore and some weird stuff we know and just like random okay so yeah. just popping in like random things in there just before we get because it won't fit anywhere else my mom's name <laughs> perfect <laughs> yes my mom's name means alas del predestino which is the the fairies of um fate and so yeah of like and that's actually like one of the things that like fairies like there's tons of different fairies you mm -hmm. know Wait, let me see if I can. I don't fit here. But like like when there's like a whole umbrella category, people think of fairies and they go like, oh, they think of, I don't know, Tinkerbell, I guess. 
yeah. like the little tiny things and, and then they think they're about like little cute things but like fairies there's like a whole umbrella and like there's like the fairies the the, the um like they could be like the tall really big ones like the valkyries and then there could be the small ones and there can be like um the brownies and the pixies and the gnomes and the ogres right they all fall under the fairy category you know like ogres like shrek would be there you know they, they, they like like they all fall under that category so it's just like it doesn't have to be but looking at the i, I had a note about it like for the oh the word fairy derives from latin fatum fate the theory that the fairies are the ones who bestow individual destiny or specific gifts is found in the widespread European fear of the fairy godmother who endows a baby with gifts. We've seen that like in um the three fairy godmothers. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the um what's the, the the um the other one that comes in at the end in Aurora in in the sleeping a sleeping beauty? Yeah, yeah. What's the one? and then they made her and Maleficent, and then they made her own movie about her. The fourth one, right? She's a fairy too. Yeah. Um that's right. so there's fairies that are like human size, right? Mm -hmm. And then um it bestows the baby, those the baby with gifts that we'll need for life. This idea is found in the Welsh Bendith and Mamu and the French Bones Marais, as well as the Spanish Fada and the Italian Fada. So it's like all the origins of that. And so yeah. I, I got that like out of the thing and I was like, oh, that's my mom's name. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I was pretty surprised because I mean, I, I've heard bits and pieces about fairies just kind of being in the witchy community, but I didn't realize like how much information, like it's very expansive, like because it does include goblins and gnomes and all the other little things like it's, I didn't understand that at all before. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like most of the cool stuff. Yeah. It's all fairies. <laughs> it's all <laughs> and like and let's and we want to put the um disclaimer here that neither you or I are actually like fairy specialists. So we don't want to get that's correct. You know, we don't want anybody like you don't know anything about it. <laughs> but we're just doing, you know, a little episode here. Um but as far as I know, it all like when you look back at the history, right? When you look, you know. As, as far if you look at it um if you look there's like the original like turf wars basically if you want to look at it like between like it, there's because lots of people are like oh like fairies can be very tricksters or they can be you know, you'd have to be careful with them but like lots of the lore comes from that they couldn't trust us first right right because and 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 let's start the disclaimer there's fairies throughout the world and there's different types of fairies and, and especially when we look at that umbrella being so widespread that it includes so many other like types and we'll get into the ones that are latinos in a minute right mm -hmm. but being so widespread you know it's there's different um representations right the, but definitely heavy on all the Celtic, English, Scottish, you know, yeah. that's like home ground, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like there and then like definitely the secondly, like the second would probably be more Asian, you know, like I, like where I found it the most was definitely like everything, like uh, everything that's like 
the Welsh, the Scottish, the, the um, Irish, like it's definitely like there first. And then the second that I found the most was um, South, South Asian, you know, mm-hmm. Malaysia and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, and then the other ones were just like offshoots, like one here, one there, like, you know, in Mexico, I've just like found like one, you know, and so Philippines one, like little bits, you know, but like abundance was definitely more mostly in that in that you know region over there mm-hmm. but like when when you look at the histories like it seemed like it was more like like um turf wars right like sort of like you know there is like there was like we'll keep this land and you guys keep this land and then they got the underground land right right but it seemed like it was sort of like a trickery like right do you have any information on that i know it was like the mounds let me see is that the one with the hidden people yeah the hidden people and then they got like the land underneath an outdated theory involving fairy folklore evolving from folk memories of a prehistoric race a newcomer superseded a body of early uh earlier human or humanoid peoples right and then they trick them and hide that and then uh into like staying on top they, and then, yeah, uh, like the yeah, humans yeah. got the land on top, and then right. they gave them the land underneath, like underneath the hills, basically. Right. And, and so, so they ended up tricking them. And so then they're like, "Oh, you know, the the fairies are always tricking humans." But when you look all the way back, the it was humans the, initial, the ones that yeah, yeah, the ones that tricked them first, you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. you got the Christians later on calling fairies demons. I thought of that course. was pretty accurate <laughs> when they uh just like that was say and that uh, and that comes I, I got the history on that one okay. that one comes of course because of our friend our friend we talked about Lilith last time right mm-hmm. so remember when Lucifer was waging his little teenage angsty war and he's like I'm getting out of here um when he breaks the gates of heaven right um the the rush and the fight caused like some beings to uh, other beings that lived like in the heavens to actually like fall out that didn't like mean to leave heaven but you know there's war going on and you know people are like oh, where do I go right right um and so when you know god um closes the, the gates up and it's like you know it's i'm i'm Closing the gates up and making sure these idiots can't get, get back in. God, not everyone. Yeah, yeah. Lockdown. <laughs> going on lockdown. And he's like, let those who um, are out stay out and those who are in stay in. And the fairies ended up being out. Although okay. they weren't necessarily on hanging. They weren't necessarily fighting with Lucifer, but they ended up being outside. Okay. And then they couldn't get back in. So then they had no other option but to go involuntarily to Earth and make their their Earth their home. Interesting. And then they're like, ah, you guys, <laughs> right, right, another bad deal. Yeah. <laughs> so they they right. all, right. <laughs> and then they come to Earth. They're hanging out. They're doing this, and then like, then they're on. You know, apparently they. I guess based on the dominance of the stories, they end up probably like in the Welsh Celtic area. Mm-hmm. And then like historically with the, there was like seven different, like what um, tribes or whatever. And eventually they um, 
because this is obviously before the humans started propagating right and um by the time they make it up there and then they trick them and then they end up under the hills under the mound right because that's what their name means Mm -hmm. so yeah so there you go and then let's see and then i've got another um a little bit another of a myth about them being spirits of the dead did you see anything about that I've heard of that um, both in in the Celtic and the Fairyland and in the Japanese version. Okay, right? because it's just because of the way that time works in their land. Okay, Is it because oh. of that. Uh, so I have one belief held that fairies were spirits of the dead. This derived from many uh, factors common in various folklore and myths. Same or similar tales of both ghosts and fairies. The Irish Sidae. Uh, origin of their term for fairies were ancient burial mounds so it's just the spirits of the dead because they were forced to live underground and we buried our dead so that was the line to that okay Okay, so i have it because time definitely because time passes differently because they're like sort of almost immortal they're not completely immortal but their time passes so so slowly that they're almost immortal so when a human goes to their world Mm -hmm. like one day is like decades right Okay. And then when the human comes back to the human world, like if a human is accepted and allowed to go to the fairy world, when the human comes back to the earth world or the human world, if they come back to the human world, the time speeds right back up and then the, they, they die because decades, you know, oh, fall you. on them immediately. So there's a couple of like fairy tales or lore or myths or stories or you know singing large songs and so forth that refer to situations where humans wandered into fairyland or were in, fell in love with a fairy and the fairy took them to live with them in fairyland and then they got homesick and they wanted to come back to live in the human world and they're like told no you can't do that but they're you know insisted or whatever and they ended up coming back to the human world there's a Japanese um, tale and there's an Irish one. I think it, I think it's an Irish one. If it's not Irish, it was Scottish, and I know they hate being mixed up. But and then, um, and then when they in both of them basically um, in the in the Japanese one, I believe the the bride the fairy bride puts him on a horse and says, "I'll let you go so that you can see your family and whatever." But don't get off the horse, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, but as soon as he gets off the horse, he just, like, crumbles and turns to ash because it's been decades. And he's, like, already dead. Right. In that world. And in the other one, same thing. It's pretty similar. He, she's, yeah, she's like, you can't go back. You can't go back. He's like, he insists. He goes back. And then he's just, like, he, as soon as he goes back, he turns into, like, an old enfeebled man. Mm-hmm. And so they're very similar. One he dies, one he doesn't, but he turns into like an old weak guy. And so it, they're both like the t- passing of time. While it's only been like days in the fairy world, it's been decades or like way in human world, you know, because their time passage is different in the fairy world. So that's that. Um, and then the spaces, like the um the meeting space for fairies in and the human world is all the liminal spaces right 
Okay. So the edges of the forest, the edges of the ocean, the edges of um, of like where the water meets, you know, so like the beach sands of where the mm-hmm. water meets the the ocean, like land, um, where there's dew. That's why like there's always like where the where that that dewy mm-hmm. in in a. I'm thinking of like the finca <laughs> meadow, like in the meadow, yes, and. <laughs> So wherever you're seeing like the, the, that liminal space and same thing happens also for time, right? So um, dawn, dusk, you know, where it like it's that meeting of two mm-hmm. and that that's where you there's going to be more activity because the worlds can merge more. Right. So the forest where the forest and where you see the shadows of the forest and like you can still see a little bit of the path or so forth like that. That's like where those meeting spaces are where there's a cave like you can see the entrance of the cave, but you can still see the um, the light coming in from the outside like those points there. That's kind of blurry. You're like, oh, wait, like that. Cool. Yeah. Mm. And then obviously our fairy rings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are the little flowers, right? It could be flowers. It could be mushrooms. Oh, that's right. It could be mushrooms, and those are supposedly set up on purpose by the fairies. It's right. Like they're it's like their portals. You know, it's like their portals for travel. I just saw one yesterday. Uh, soccer mm-hmm. practice with the little daisies and stuff, and I was immediately I was like, oh yeah, that's right. These are gonna start popping up now. They're gonna start popping up because this is the this is this is the season, and that's why we're doing the podcast on it. Right. And then remember that on. Because, you know, this is on May 1st, which is Monday. So we're dropping this on Saturday. Mm-hmm. May 1st um, is the day that basically from the um, the Irish tradition, what they say is to leave like flowers out on your balcony mm-hmm. or on your porch for the fairies. Sort of like a sign of respect. Like, hey, you know, you know you're passing by. Here are some flowers for you. Have a nice day, but you know, don't come in (laughs) because it's like keeping them away and it's like respecting them at the same time because you know, you're recognizing them, recognizing the energy, but like not inviting them in. Right. There are some people that, you know, do work with the uh, another thing about the names. So there's a couple of names. There's the fae folk, the fairy, the oh my gosh, did you get? The name. I just, I just had the fae, I and they, then I think it's fairy. I, no, there's like seven or eight names, and I think they prefer the fae, or the fairy, the fae folk. Ay, ay, ay. Um, and I know we're gonna get, we're gonna get comments on that. And there, no, there's a particular name that they prefer. I think it's the fae folk. Um. Oh, you mean like we folk, good folk, people of peace? Yeah. There's okay. Like, and yeah, but I think okay. faithful. And so, um, so there's some people that work, you know, with them. And like I said, there's there's going to be, like we said, there's there's a whole umbrella, and just as the whole umbrella, they um, it's not just the like the little image that we have, like the little tiny, you know, sprites and, and little pixie ones, like Thumbelina or like um, I forgot her name now, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, like they can go all the way, like, you know, to human size and to like the gnomes and pixies and brownies and sprites and orgers and all that. Um, and you have, it's like with spirits, you know, there's spirits that 
want to work with you. There's spirits that don't want to work with you. Mm-hmm. There's spirits that are looking out for your best interest. There's spirits that could care either way. Mm-hmm. And there are spirits that are not looking out mm-hmm. for your best interest at all. And when you look at or when you study the history, right, there may be more inclination or there's like more of a reputation of them being mischievous or them, you know, having more of a a relationship of being a little bit more cankerous or a little bit more mischievous. So, you know, that is in their nature or there is more of that like energy already mm-hmm. in just already predisposed in that relationship, right? Yeah. So you already go into that knowing it. It doesn't mean that necessarily it's always going to be like that. Some people have really good relationships and they've never had a problem. Other people just have like a absent-minded, funny relationship with them. And some people have like mean, you know? Right. Like, like everything disappearing. Everything and- or even like more mean-spirited, you know? Yeah. Like, Cause you can have everything disappearing and you're just like, ah, and then you can have everything disappearing and it'd be like, you know, like, but it's, it's like it's the stuff you need when you need it. And it's like, yeah. Like keys purpose. when you have to go like it. Yeah. yeah or, or, or you, or your money when you need to pay or, you, right. know, you know, stuff like, you know, so it just depends. And, it, and, and it really, you know, so some people are called, to work with the Facebook and some people are just curious and some people have no need and no interest. Right. right? I think I'm probably more in that camp. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, there's the spirit world is so huge. Right. Yeah. And you probably, you can't possibly like what we do have to recognize is that they are protectors of nature Mm -hmm. and that's why we see a higher activity of fairies during this season because nature is springing and summer is coming up and everything is blooming and they're much more active because you know the season is here and we're seeing that activity coming up yeah so people that are more inclined towards nature people that are more in tune with um preservation conservation of nature are probably going to be more in tune with the fey folk Mm -hmm. in my opinion okay i mean yeah that check makes sense for me it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) you want to talk about the one that we have for do we have anything else? Oh, oh, they work in they work in hives and they work in like in groups. So, like you're not gonna find like one little fairy like um by themselves and mm-hmm. they work they have queen queen bees, right? And I was interested on the uh the folklore around changelings, which mm-hmm. is a changeling is someone who so they're uh the fairies would leave instead like they would take a baby and they would leave like a changeling baby, mm-hmm. and that's how they would explain um sometimes it's how they would explain like any developmental disabilities or disorders or something and they would do that with older people as well like when older people started uh facing dementia it was like oh well maybe it's a changeling like they got replaced by the fairy i thought that was a really interesting little fact and were they taking the person off to like fairyland it just says they would abduct them 
right so they were taking them to with them right yeah okay um yeah and so for indigenous fairies do you have information i do not okay so wait let me pull it up there's one in mexico the alux which is a sprite basically mm -hmm. um in the yucatan peninsula and guatemala and basically he's um like a little dwarf okay and, okay. and um there's they call him a duende after the spanish because they call him a duende and some people are like no he was here before like it comes from the um so and so it it's um lives in the caves so um that's very forest and caves and so it's very like um leprechauns that's another one that goes under that whole oh, yeah. um, umbrella so very um leprechaunish yeah okay and so they believe that the so again protecting like they're all they're protecting um properties and they're protecting the land so they believe that when somebody is going to like they're gonna like when somebody's in their good graces they're gonna scare off like predators they're gonna scare off people that are gonna come in and do harm to like farmers or like a farmer's property mm -hmm. but on the same hand if the, from the farmer is like an you know an idiot then they're gonna allow like bandidos to come in and destroy the guys you know so you want to be on the looks good side right? right same thing for travelers so like usually they'll say the, the very much like the good samaritan sort of story mm -hmm. like he'll come up and ask you for something and if you treat him well oh. then you'll have like a safe travels but if you don't then like you'll get robbed and you know that obviously it, i know that story is, you know, big time yeah possible yeah so yeah so that's the looks and so and like just as recently as this year supposedly the president um tweeted a picture of an alux really so, mm -hmm. cool the president of mexico tweeted a picture um claiming that he'd been spotted by an engineer working on an on a rail project so it's live and kicking <laughs> hopefully they did right by it yeah so hopefully yeah the the, the guy working on the rail project <laughs> yes, yeah he better <laughs> he had better not just taking the point in the picture because if not he'd probably well i mean if he probably did because yeah. it's still out there yeah and um and then there's some small elves called chaneques yeah like elves yeah you've heard of them mm -hmm. there you go and so they seem to be normally dwelling in dangerous places like um hard to get to like springs and caves and um and they usually like like old like benjamin button style right like mm -hmm. little toddlers that have old people faces. Yeah. Oh <laughs> She's like, she you guys should see her face. She's like, oh I know this story. I'm like remembering weird stuff. <laughs> She's remembering weird stuff. <laughs> and so, and they're just mischievous. They're just like, they're like, you know, they're there and they're like throwing stones at people when they're crossing and from bridges or like peeing off bridges. You know this, right? Yes. Yes, you know what they are. And so you're like oh it's a little toddler and and you see they i think this has even been like in movies or whatever right that you see the movie and you think it's a toddler and then it's like this old guy yeah right yeah scary <laughs> <stuff>. yes. 
So those are the Chaniques. And um, yeah. And um and then let me see. So then there's one that's further down towards Paraguay. I don't know this one. I'll have to look at it, but mm, the picture is very interesting. Curupira, mythological creature um, present in the Tupi Guarani myths um, found in the Paraguay Amazonians um, mythology. And it's a male supernatural guarding the forest. Let's see. But I mean, the picture he's doing some very male things. <laughs> I think he's hot. She's making a face like he, he looks pretty hot. I can tell. <laughs> so he's like a dwarf. <laughs> but like um like very um like his feet are backwards he's got to see what he's doing he's leaving since his feet are backwards the footprints are like confusing the hunters right because oh. then it looks like he's going the other way yeah and then um they produce a high-pitched whistle that drives the victim to madness and will prey on the poachers that take more than what they need from the forest makes Excellent. sense yeah because obviously they're protecting the yeah. forest right <coughs> it's a folkloric figure mm -mm -mm. so they're always protective and always kind of with that like childish trickster energy right trickster energy protective of the forest of nature mm -hmm. And then oh, apparently this demon was um, featured in several episodes of the television series Beastmaster. See, the appearance of the young, deceptively sweet-faced spirit of the forest, very capricious. That's a good word, capricious. Mm -hmm. And then with a kiss could drain humans of their lives, reducing their bodies to mere husk. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix series 2021 Invisible City features numerous characters of Brazilian lore, including Curupira, um, portrayed as a homeless person who is actually an entity that guards and protects the Brazilian forest, perceived by his backward feet, flaming hair, and illusion-like high whistle that combines nature and human voices. Pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks. And, so, and those all fall under yeah. fairies, you know? And so, yeah um Puerto Rico doesn't have any fairy um lore that I know of so those are the ones that I found for like Latin America at least cool very yeah. cool yep do you have anything else there I do not think so oh um just or what do we say so for May 1st if you're interested in like engaging with the fairies leave offerings outside of your home um unless flowers milk and honey okay Sweet, yeah. sweet stuff. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're looking for trickster energy for any reason to invite into your home and then open your door. I don't know. But oh, and don't forget your cinnamon on May 1st as well. Correct. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Honeycomb also works as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't want to work with fairies directly, but you do want to get in their good graces, you can work with the nature spirits because working with the nature spirits is going to put you in the good graces of the fairies nice so working with nature feeding the trees feeding the bees you know having 
just like water, hunt sugared water, you know, for the birds and feeding like the trees and stuff like that. Those things are going to put you in the good graces and asking permission of the land to occupy it. All those things are going to put you in good graces with the fairies. And they see that and they see you occupying the space with grace and with elegance, you know, they'll put you, they'll leave you alone, you know? <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Rolling into astrology. What are the dates? So it'll be the 30th. It'll be the 30th through two weeks. Through the 13th. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the 30th through the 13th. Okay. 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 Let's get started. So we're doing astrology from the 30th through the, 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 through the third through the may 13th yes on the 30th i don't really have a transit right now uh, but i do have a little note that it's just like working on your relationship and understanding that um you have to like value and love what you got and just like analyzing that and it just goes really in tune with a transit we had like the day before which is the mars sextiling uranus which is you know being flexible and having fun um and being able to do hard things so yeah we're gonna let me, we have two transits that day one of them's really nice it's that mercury sun conjunction um this day it brings in mental alertness it brings in um it'll be a day that feels really active in things that are happening around you things that are happening like in your neighborhood with your siblings with your to-do list with things that you have to clear off your desk you know kind of thing um it's also a really good day for you to look for the messenger for you to look for somebody that can help you in the next six weeks or so to progress forward in things that you want to get done okay so it's a day where the sun right shines its light on something then mercury the messenger and then so look for it in the places that you might not be expecting it and like jump on those opportunities don't let it pass you by then the other um aspect or the other transit that's going to be happening is the start of pluto retrograde pluto starts retrograde that day from may 1st through october 11th this is completely normal pluto is in retrograde about half the year normally the half of the year that's the sunny bright side of the year because pluto is you know dark you know lord of the underworld it's too shiny for him he wants to go into hibernation you know gotcha. uh, so it's like okay definitely beginning of summer i'm gone you know let him have the party i'm gonna go sleep it off and i'll see you when it starts to get dark out okay so um the pluto and retrograde the only thing that's interesting is that the retrograde, you know, Pluto moves really slowly. That takes about 250 years to do, do its whole cycle. So the, and that's why we're going like bonkers because, you know, the United States is having its Pluto return. Um, it's actually going to be in Aquarius until June 11th. Then it'll go back to Capricorn, but it's going to be in Aquarius until June 11th. So until June 11th, so about a, a month, six weeks, oh, the same six weeks that Mercury, um, sun conjunction not the transit but that, that that can help you the themes of aquarius will be more highlighted so that that retrograde of pluto will be more highlighted in everything that has to do like with tech with um humanitarianism so you might feel a little like 
like there's been a step backwards in things that have to do with moving forward with technology, with innovation, with like um, support systems, with um, grassroots movements, like those things that had already been started, like it might feel like they've taken a step backward, like they're not moving forward as fast as they should. Okay. Okay. Second and third, I don't have anything written down. Doesn't mean nothing's happening, but nothing. It's just like moon aspects. The fourth, the fourth is probably the roughest day that I have written down for the next two weeks. Um, because it's Venus squaring Neptune. The Venus squaring Neptune brings in a lot of negative self-talk. And uh, there's a lot of like negative image, like feeling like down on yourself, feeling like um like you're not pretty, like you don't know, like you know, this is like not seeing yourself realistically also not seeing your platonic or actual partner in a realistic light either it's a great day for people to ignore red flags it's just like red flag right in front of my eyes no no not me i can't see him so you know it's it's not the best of days in that sense um makes uh, people will also like be more susceptible to poison drugs alcohol those things will affect the body the system more okay so not a great day to imbibe. Then yeah. the fifth has one really good aspect and one day and one aspect that's a little bit stronger. So let's go with the, hmm. let's do the really good one first. Okay. So the really good one is basically the opposite of the day before. So it's like, we're doing a seesaw, right? We're playing on the seesaw one day. Mm -hmm. We're like, and the next day, whoa. Um, the next day well, on the fifth, we have the Venus sextiling Jupiter, and this is a really great aspect for business, for love. It's good for partying. It's good for getting money. It's good for, um, feeling sexy, for feeling yourself for, you know, for everything, you know, the only thing it's bad for is, um, not going overboard. So again, it's also not good for drugs or consumption or imbibing. So both days are really bad for that. Okay. The only bad thing is since the other aspect that's happening on the fifth is the lunar eclipse it might be overshadowed a bit so although it's a really nice aspect since it's a sextile it's a little weaker than the full moon eclipse and mm -hmm. it might be overshadowed and might not you might not feel it because the other one has a bigger punch okay, okay. so the other aspect that we have on the fifth is that lunar eclipse full moon in scorpio um full moons you know full moons are releasing energy they're you know they're pretty they tend to make us feel a little um tired for most people and they tend to be a little more emotional and this is a scorpio so it is a water sign it is you know ah, it's cried out kind of thing um and since this is an eclipse eclipse tend to be very much of removing blockages and they tend to just be emotionally intense but they also tend to be finishing things and so they tend to come in and be like okay i gave you a chance to do what you were supposed to do and you didn't do it you're such a wimp you're like <laughs> you know so the so the lunar eclipse comes in and it's like i gave you so many chances to do everything that you were supposed to do to release to let go whatever and you want to continue holding on no oh, i'm just gonna cut this stuff out of your life okay and so it just like comes in and it cuts things out so lunar eclipses are known for like literally chopping heads off or just like letting, you know, unexpected endings in a nicer way. Okay. 
So as long as you know what's going on in the sense of that it's going to be in a more of an intense day, a little bit more watery, maybe a little more um, emotional, a lot of Scorpio energy, which makes it just, you know, digging deep. It's not a day to go party. It's a day to, you know, curl up on your sofa with a movie that makes you cry. Then just, you know, flow with that energy versus trying to fight it, you know? So that, that would be my recommendation. Okay. And that's the fifth. Uh, that's the fifth. Yeah. The seventh, um, Venus is going into cancer. So Venus is going to be feeling, you know, that lasts about a month. And that just is also emotional. It's um, it, they're emotionally sensitive. They're a little bit more vulnerable. They slight, you know, they they they're quicker to hurt. They require a lot of affirmations. They they want to be feel that they have loyalty. And so, Venus is going into that cancer mode, and so they're going to be like that for the next month, just like quicker to to feel like that. The ninth, we have a really nice, I like this aspect. It's um, the ninth, the sun is going to be conjunct to Uranus. Um, and this just, it's lighting up the weird, right? So it's like, let your freak flag fly. So it's like, but it's a, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to do something in a different way than you've normally done it. It's an opportunity for you to try something Um it, it, to be more free right um and to be open-minded so it's like not be so stuck in the mud it's just like okay i've never done it this way but okay that doesn't right. mean it's wrong i can i can actually go out and try this i can do it in a different way and so it's it's very liberating in that sense and it's like trying things in a different way and you know why not so a little bit of um a little bit of breaking the mold, but it's like your own molds and like the own limitations that you might have set on yourself mm -hmm. and trying things in a new way. Okay. Then on the 10th, 11th, okay, the 12th, Mercury is going to be sextiling. Okay. That day, oof, that's busy. Okay. So Mercury sextiling, Mercury sextiling Saturn and it's sextiling Venus and Venus is trining Saturn. So, you know, Mercury sextiling Saturn is a good day for thinking. It's a good day for organizational skills, but it is, um, it is a day that Mercury is, we can't forget that Mercury is, um, that Mercury is do, 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 retrograde. So you might think like, oh, I'm thinking really clearly, but you might end up going like back over things. So it's a good day to go back and revisit okay. things that you've looked at before. Mm -hmm. um, then the Venus trining Saturn, that is an aspect that's good for you to, you know, look at your relationships, look at your, the things that you have. And it's also a good day for you to, you know, looking at your so this is a good aspect for money and relationship long-term. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to invest in? What are my um, priorities? It's a, it's a good day to have a serious conversation, right? Okay. And um, yeah, so it's, it, it'll bring stability and just get that out there on the, on the, on the forefront and just like, determine what you guys want so same thing because it's mercury sextile saturn so 
it's like, oh, I'm going to get busy and get like serious. Mercury sextile Venus. It's like we want to talk about like love. Venus trying Saturn. It's like, let's get to work on these aspects. And, you know, so they're all working in conjunction. So it can be very creative and very productive. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. The only thing is, you know, Mercury can, Mercury's going to be in retrograde. So it can, you might have to revisit it. Okay. Yeah, so that's it. That's what we got. Excellent. The lunar eclipse is the you know the fourth the day before, and that that fourth may be affected by that lunar eclipse on on the fifth. Okay, but that's it's not bad. Cool. Thanks for the info. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about clovers today. Oh, I like clovers. Cool. All right. So for clovers, we've got folk names. Folk names are going to be honey, honey stalks, shamrock, three leaf grass and trefoil or maybe trefoil it's going to be masculine they're associated with the planet mercury the element of air and the deity of rowan the powers typically associated with clover are going to be protection money love fidelity exorcism and success as far as magical use is going they each kind of have their own thing so two-leaf clovers if you find a two-leaf clover you shall soon find a lover three-leaf clover is going to be worn as a protective amulet. Four-leaf clover, if worn, helps men avoid military service. It also protects against madness, strengthens psychic powers, enables you to detect the presence of spirits, and leads the wearer to gold, money, or treasures. If two people eat a four-leaf clover together, mutual love will result. Seven grains of wheat laid on a four-leaf clover will enable one to see fairies, and if you put a four-leaf clover in your shoe before going out, it will increase your chances of meeting a rich new love. The five-leaf clover is powerful for attracting money. should be worn for this purpose. White clover is used to work against hexes and is worn or scattered around the premise, premises for these. For this. Uh, red clover added to bath water aids you in dealing with financial arrangements of any kind. Red clover is also going to be used in lust potions um, and infusions uh, sprinkled to remove negative spirits as well. In general, clover keeps snakes away from your property. When you uh, keep it in your left shoe and forget about it, the clover will keep evil away from you. When worn over the right breast, it will bring success in all undertakings. And if you've ever been disappointed in love, wear clover near your heart in a blue on a piece of blue silk to help you through. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S, because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com, and there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 